Hello. Maddie, congratulations on becoming a woman. Oh, thank you. Now, I'm sending over an information pamphlet on all the things you can expect now that you've hit puberty. You'll notice a lot of changes in your body over the next few years. You'll probably look really awkward and ugly for a while. You'll experience cramps and bloating, and once a month you'll bleed freely from your vagina on the off chance that once or twice in your life you might want to have a baby. What? Yeah. Does everyone go through this? Well, the other half of the population will go through the ugly, awkward body changes, but they don't bleed. But they will get random erections that they can't control and a raging, incontrollable sex drive that results in cute little wet dreams. Oh, and is any of this optional? No. Oh, sounds a bit cruel, doesn't it? Yeah, enjoy! (laughs) In both scenarios, we're all ruining mattresses. Let's be real. Yeah, 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 And welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Funny, Always Awkward. This is a podcast about nothing and everything, especially being a hot fucking mess. My name's Maddie, and I'm here with my friend Grace. Hello. Hello. I'm getting good at that intro. Yeah, you're smashing I'm it. Enjoying it. How's things going? I'm good. Hey. I'm, I was listening in the car today. I'm at a stage in my pregnancy where I've decided the baby can hear everything. So I'm like, all right, well, let's catch them up. They have a lot of music that they need to listen oh, to. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm going through the classics. Mm. And I think today was all about female empowerment. Oh. So we did Lady Gaga, old school Lady Gaga. Love Lady Gaga. Um, and then I moved into Adele. Oh, yeah. And then on the way here, when I was coming to see you, another female <laughs> that is empowered in my life, I did Lord. Nice. You know, so we've got we've got the ballads. Nice. I get a little bit embarrassed about my music choices. I'm into pop music and R&B, right? Me too. But for some reason, like being in like on dating apps and going on dates, it's a question that comes up a lot, yeah. which is about like what kind of music do you listen to? And yeah. I just feel like really ashamed that I'm into pop. Yeah, no, but I think that's like it's it's a definite feeling. So I have it as well. Yeah, because we live in a society where it's not cool to like music Mainstream. that was literally made for the general public. Yeah, and get fucked. <laughs> like pop music is fun and it's it's good for a reason. Yeah, and just because there's like a billion people listening to it doesn't mean. That it's not fun. Isn't that a sign that it's good music? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not out here discovering the next indie pop band of my local area, but that's fine. I love Ariana Grande. She's fucking great to listen to. And, like, why can't you support an artist for being successful? It's like as soon as your band becomes mainstream, you won't support them anymore. Then you're not a true fan. Yeah. But recently, like, I've been seeing a boy a few times and he has shamed me for my music taste. No, not into it. But we had we had sexual relations mm. for the first time. It was good. But beforehand, I decided to set the mood with some music. <laughs> but I don't have any, like, playlists on my phone. Yeah. And I just use a music streaming service. Yeah. And I just looked up, like, chill music. So I yeah. was like, oh, I want it, I want it to be kind of like... We got started, but it was too late to kind of, like, go back and change the music. But it was, like, sleep meditation music. <laughs> like, mm. So it didn't like it wasn't a fast paced session. No, <laughs> it <was> slow. <laughs> I can't listen to music while I'm like doing the deed. The one time I tried, I ended up singing to the music, <laughs> 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 like, and then like just bopping along. And, then, and I was like, "Well, I'm not focused, am I?" Yeah, no, I'm just listening to Frank Ocean going. <laughs> like, no, it's not good. I don't like it when they start going to the beat. <laughs> 
Well, have you seen this thing that's on the internet recently? No. Wait, it was about like this this Reddit user that's saying that he's used this one song to have sex with his girlfriend for two years and she's finally said like she doesn't like listening to that song. And he's like, but it's the only way that I can have sex. And like they tried to have sex without the song and he wasn't able to like do it correctly, he says. But the song is like so weird. It's like, wow, 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 wow. I don't know if that's a very good rendition, but it's a weird song. I'm surprised that she let him do that for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why did it take two years for you to come out and say, this isn't what I'm into? When I'm running at the gym, mm. I need a beat to run to. Because otherwise I lose focus and I can't do it. So yeah. maybe it's the same thing. I think I need to try and find the song. Go find it. Because it's so weird. <laughs> off tune yeah and so what i've been seeing on tiktok is people being like like doing different like rhythms and it's like no no no, they're they're obviously having sex like and other people like no they're still going like one two three four and it's a it's a large debate i reckon it's like that yeah so you're doing like the actual beat other people are saying he's having sex to the rhythm i think the rhythm is funnier that's like a lot of a lot of thrusting and he got really upset that she didn't want to do it to that music well he said he said he just couldn't perform without the song can you just not put headphones in (laughs) you can have sex with someone with headphones on yeah if you don't want to hear the music Just get AirPods so they're, like, really indiscreet. No, yeah, discreet, discreet, not indiscreet. Yeah. And then you can pretend he's in the moment with you. It's like a silent disco. You both put your own headphones in. You're listening to different music. <laughs> She's got smooth jazz. He's got that. I can't. I can't. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of debate. I'm going to play that next time I have sex. <laughs> yeah, maybe with the guy that you're seeing. Just do it without any content. I don't think I'm going to see him again. He fell asleep while we had sex. I'm kidding. <laughs> I almost put him to sleep. Let's be real. <laughs> that pussy puts you to sleep. Doesn't that, isn't that a Nikki line? I feel like that's a Nikki well, line. Well, yeah, guys get sleepy afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a compliment. Which is why often after their orgasm, it's the end of sex. It's, we're done. Because they fall asleep. Yeah. Should we talk about the topic of today? <laughs> Yeah. We're talking about puberty. Mm. Yeah. We love it. I feel very Maybe. strongly about puberty. What are your thoughts? I think that it's unfair yeah. that society says, oh, get over it. Like, get over puberty. It's the hardest fucking time in your life. I don't understand, as humans with these scientific advancements, how we haven't figured out a way to just skip it. <laughs> just get over that hard part. It's the worst time. It's the worst time of your life. Yeah, and, and I think the thing that annoys me is that, like, it is the worst time in your life and also, like, you're going through all these physical changes, you're learning new emotions that mm. you've never felt before, and then every adult in your life is literally laughing at you and being like, you're so dramatic because you're going through puberty. But and they went like, through it as well. Yeah, you went through it. It was fucking hard, and I just need to be cuddled. 
Yeah. And they pronounce it. And I need someone to be like, yes, this fucking sucks. I guess because like me, I I, I, I get my period every month and it's not a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to diminish the feelings of a 12-year-old yeah. who's just started bleeding from her vagina. Yeah. How traumatic. I'm not going to be like, get over it. Or like, you know, when, when they're like yelling at you for no reason and it's like, okay, I've never had to deal with like a pubescent teenager for no. an extended period of time. No. And I'm sure it would be fucking painful. But um, yeah, I just feel like I have so many memories of me like literally bottled up with rage and not knowing how to express it correctly. So I'm like fist held, like holding up at my hands and I'm like red screaming probably because I wanted peanut butter and we didn't have any. Yeah. And my mum laughing at me mm. or my dad being like, you're so ridiculous. But and, yeah, like, and you can't understand, oh. yeah, you can't understand it. But it's yeah. just like, you went through this. How can you not? Maybe we block it out. On my side. Yeah, maybe they. it was a trauma response for them as well. Yeah, maybe we block and it out. And they block it out. But I feel like I would, like now I'd be so sympathetic with someone who got her period. Well, that can be our commitment. Yeah. As the, as we are becoming the older generation. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah, no. Tell and me about it. We can we can now uh, say for the future teenagers out there. Yeah. I'm on your side. Yeah. So there's a few things that happen and it happens to both women and, and men. And so I don't want to exclude people who also identify as not being binary. But people that bleed Mm. and then people that get erections. Yeah. You can't control it. And you just feel like your world's imploding. But also, and this came up a lot when I I did this call out for um, puberty horror stories, Mm. a lack of education. Absolutely. I only started learning about how, like, teenagers that get erections feel in those moments when I got to a stage where I could talk about that with my partner. Like as a like as a female in a teenage perspective, yeah, Noel was telling me about the fact that like yeah, guys will get erections just out of the blue, and not because they're attracted to anything. It just no, happens. It has nothing to do with like a sexual moment. It's just your body being like, what they do. And, and, and you can't get rid of it? It just stays there? Yeah, well, I think, like, they have to really work on training it. And then, like, think I about also... Grandma, think about grandma, <laughs> think about grandma. <laughs> and I also learned, apparently, it's all about the tuck. You think the tuck yeah. is just for you drag can... queens? No, sir. Don't they tuck it into their belt? They tuck yeah. it under their underwear. Yeah. yeah. And, like, under their belt. And it's like, you have to learn how to hide it because it's always going to be there. Somebody did say to me that heavy textbooks are a boy's best friend in high school. Oh, to put it in with front. Textbooks. Yeah, right. Textbooks. But see, I had no idea. In my mind, I was like, no one else is feeling how I'm feeling. I'm a disgusting piece of garbage. Yeah. And everyone else looks fine. And I'm just ready to go die in a hole. Can I just say how unfair it is that for somebody to have a baby maybe once, maybe twice in your life, you have yeah. to bleed every month? Every month, yeah. What a stupid evolutionary thing that yeah. we do. And I also, as someone that is pregnant now, I thought that the one benefit of being pregnant is they stop. Was that your period stops, right? And it was like, oh, well, at least I don't have to deal with, like, because period pains and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, still- I still have cramps regularly because my uterus is fucking expanding and all that garbage. And I still get, like, those random pangs that, like, I get throughout the month just, oh. like, leading up to my period and stuff. I'm like, okay, so I essentially still feel like I have a period at all times. Right. And um, I have all these extra added difficulties of being pregnant and yeah. feeling like garbage it's just not fun is it no it's not there's not a single part of your life where you're gonna be like well i'm carefree 
you know? No, it is. It's before puberty. Yeah. Before, yeah. And menopause. <laughs> Once you've like gone through the menopause stage. Yeah. Wow, you're laughing. But I was talking to a couple of my family members who have gone through menopause or they've had hysterectomies mm. b- because of having child, because like, that's a thing that also has to happen, mm. is that even though they don't get their period anymore, now they feel less of a woman. It's like it's been taken away oh, from them. Right. So you never feel normal. Well, what the fuck then? <laughs> I know. You know like, can you just give me a fucking opportunity to not have to worry about what the fuck my body's doing? Yeah. You know, imagine and imagine just living day to day. And I think that there are a lot of um, men out there that do live day to day like this where they're not constantly wondering what that body movement was. Yeah. You know, like a woman once said to me that like women are so much more aligned with their health than men are because they constantly have to listen to their body. Yeah. Like they have to – and they have to know when their period's coming. They have to look for the signs and naturally they just like more – And we, in, and and we check with it. Yeah, because we have to track it. And I've also heard that men are on a 24-hour cycle oh. and we're on a 28-day cycle. Yeah, So yeah, like yeah. you know how like there's a week where you're really fucking horny? Yeah. Whereas and guys are horny hormones. all the time. Horny <laughs> <laughs> all the time. But guys do have inflations of hormones and stuff but they just – it's never discussed. It's never registered mm. because no one's looking into it because it doesn't end up like coming out in another way like ours do with yeah. periods. So it's just not looked into. Although I do have to say how unfortunate that a guy coming results in a liquid. And I know that's why how we get pregnant, blah, 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 it's blah. the seed. But it's not it's not clean. Like imagine having to like like when you're masturbating and stuff. Mm-mm-mm. It's messy. That's well, one is, thing. This is another thing that I also found out. And I like when when one man told me this, I was like, well, I have to fact check and I have to go to other men and find out if this is a thing. Yeah. They put tissues on their belly. So when they're like masturbating, it just goes straight into the tissues. In my mind, I always picture them trying to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I mean, you could like, if you're getting close, you could put a tissue at the end. That's and- what I kind of thought, you yeah. know, or like in, into their hand. Or, I don't know. I don't know. But no, they lie down and they let nature and uh, not nature sorry gravity they let gravity <laughs> do their thing and they just get the tissues and put them in the bin oh. that is really smart yeah what about the sock thing that everyone oh <laughs> little stiff sock i think that i really in my mind that's just like something for tv and if that yeah. does happen in real life i don't want to go near your bedroom i used to know someone when i was in high school and i like had to sleep in their bedroom they weren't there like it was just me and my friend we were crushing in his bed and there was always like this funny smell in his in his room and then one day we looked under his bed and it was just a lot of tissues like a lot a lot of tissues tissues. because yeah when you're going through puberty you get like this weird sex drive oh look that is completely natural you're gonna do what you gotta do but what you should never do is just put the tissues under your bed but i think that as a teenager, you start to experience a lot of shame around these changes yeah. happening in your body. And then yeah, somehow yeah. you want to sh- hide it from your family, which, to be honest, they're probably making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason why. But I feel like, I mean, I had a lot of shame around when I started masturbating because I thought that my parents would know. <laughs> they're like, they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what if they could read Maddie's on thoughts? it. <laughs> yeah. Or like sometimes I would um, watch porn on the family computer. But oh. I. I Always was like, what, scary. If, what if they found my history? Yeah. What if, yeah. They, what if they saw it? Was your family computer one that like was a laptop or was it No, it was, was one a of desktop? Because it was like one of those big monitor yeah, boxes. Yeah. My mum refused to let us have portable computers oh. or any kind of technology. Like up until I was probably like 12 or 13. 
yeah, about 12. And my brother then would have been like 17. We had to like hand our phones in before we went to bed. And we had to have, and the only thing that we had was a computer. So if you wanted some alone time, that was on you the- were doing it in the lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> were- oh, but this is the thing. That's how you learn. I mean, yeah. we've discussed that maybe porn teaches you weird things about yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. Weird expectations. But it's probably going to be your first like opening yeah. to the sexual world. Sexual world. Yeah. Well, yeah. But also just like we need the we need better education. Yes. I need to know what's happening to my body. We've been doing it for ever. Yeah. Our human bodies for the history of humanity Mm-mm-mm. has been bleeding and coming. Why don't we know more? Yeah. But maybe it's because parents are really unwilling to let their kids grow up. A hundred percent. And it happens mortified. And I think like with education, I don't ever recall learning about like pads and tampons no. in school. No. I learned it from my parents yep. and, and my mum taught me like a really good job. She explained everything. But what if you come from a really conservative home and mm. your and your parents don't want to talk to you about that or they're really uncomfortable? Do you know what I mean? Like there should be options out there because you can't just assume that every single person is going to have a healthy home where they're going to learn about these things. Mm-mm. And like I know from 12 up until like last year, I was really concerned about toxic shock syndrome. Yes. Because it was just like rumoured around high school where it's like if you leave a tampon in your body for more than three hours, you will die. Yeah. There is no other explanation, no other conclusion. You're going to die. And I got a tampon stuck inside of me. Oh, no. When I was 12 or 13. Oh, no. But it, like I <laughs> – it was really dumb actually. I put a tampon inside of me, didn't realise that tampons had strings. And so I put it up stringless. <laughs> and then, Did like, you cut off the string? Oh, no, you didn't No, I just it. never unwrapped it. And so, like, I was literally just, like, experimenting. I was, like, home alone. And unfortunately, my mum was overseas. And it was my dad taking care of me. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just going to, like, experiment with tampons for the first time. Because my mum was like, when you're older, you can use tampons. But now at the age of 12, like, no. you don't need to no. use them, which no. is valid. I was rebelling. <laughs> and I want to wear a tampon, I, damn I it. Do it. And so I put it up and then I went five minutes later, like, all right, well, I've had that. I'm done now. And I went, well, hang on. How do you take them out? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I didn't think that part oh, through. No. And I called my friend and I was like, oh, this is what I've done. And I don't know how to fix it. And she literally was like, you're going to die. <gasps> you're going to get toxic shock syndrome and you're going to die. How'd you get it out? I had to go to the hospital, and I like called. It was I called my um I called my mum, like crying, and I was like, Mum, I don't know what I've done. It's like Europe, and this is like a while ago, so like it was a really expensive phone call, and like it was like a few dollars a minute. And she's like, Okay, I can only talk to you very quickly because this is expensive, but it'll be fine. You're gonna go to the hospital, and you're gonna get a clamp put inside of you, and they're gonna take it out. And then she called her friend. Who then called my dad, and then my dad came into my room and went, and we never ever said the words, right? We never said, I have a tampon stuck in me. (laughs) He just looked at me and went, I know what's happening. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. And then then we're leaving the house, and my dad screams to my brother, We're going to the hospital. And he goes, Can I come? And we both go, No. Still doesn't know why. No, no, yeah, no, that's that's always died with us. Anyway, my dad took me to the hospital, picked up the friend that called him, and I spoke to her directly about it because it's hard to look at your father and go, what is in my vagina, dad? <laughs> and I was, like, expecting this clamp to come out, um, but it wasn't. It was just a glove. It was just a doctor with a glove. Yeah. Just scooped it out. you. Essentially, yes. And then it was a... It was first experience. It was, it was a running joke in my high school life that I got f- fisted at 12 which saying now is awful it really is kids are, 
That's awful. But that's like, that was my thing. And I was like, I got <laughs> Oh, you loved it. You wanted it. I got fisted. I can't say it. It sounds so disgusting. I got fisted at 12. <laughs> you owned it at the time. Well, you have to. You have to. If you don't, they yeah. would have eaten me if alive. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But if there was education, yeah. that wouldn't have happened. I know. Puberty is awful. I wouldn't have had to have gotten that's, fisted that's, at 12. <laughs> That's the wrap-up of this conversation. Puberty sucks. It fucking sucks. But do you know what? You're not alone because most of us go through it. Yeah. Some people don't, right? No. no everyone no, does. Everyone will. Well, you're not alone. No matter who you are, you're going to have a hormone imbalance yep. at some point at in some your life. At some point in your life. And don't don't let people make you feel ashamed of it. No. It's absolutely normal. Yeah. Don't let someone make you feel ashamed about something that is human. But we don't – like when you're 12 or 14, you're like, no, no yeah. one else is feeling like this. Yeah. It does feel like the end of the world. It does. Shall we move on? Yeah. It is time for Tell Me About It. This is a segment where I do a call out on my Instagram and I ask for some responses to a question. This week I asked them for some puberty horror stories. And I got. I love puberty horror stories. I I just told mine. (laughs) My mum tried. I couldn't get the tampon in and my mum was like, do you want me to come in and do it for you? I was like, absolutely fucking not. Oh, she didn't? No. Oh. I found the hole eventually. <laughs> Good for you. I didn't know that there was a third hole. I didn't know. Urethra. Urethra, yeah. vagina and but, asshole. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was one in the middle. So I was like trying to put it in my <laughs> urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, oh it didn't fit. <laughs> my mum offered to come in and help and I was like, don't you fucking dare. No, I'll find it. I was just kind of like stabbing in the dark. I was just stabbing and then eventually I found it. Up it went. That is so good. Um, my f- I know. My first one is actually a long story because mm. I got some DMs. Mm. So this one, we, we're gonna. it's a story and she told it very well so I thought I would share the whole thing. Okay. And then I have some some shorter ones. Okay. I developed big boobs. Really early on in puberty, around 11 years old. She's an E cup now, but at the time of this story, I was probably a D cup. She can't remember how old she was, maybe 13, but she went to a local showground that had heaps of fun rides. And I went on one that was kind of like the claw shape and it spun around and went upside down and did crazy stuff. Not only was I wearing an incredibly ill-fitting bra, I had also chosen to wear a very loose top with a semi-low neckline. It was so old and the material was really scratchy. Being a pretty intense ride, you are strapped into the seats with those huge side bits that come over your head and shoulders and lock it. And because the ride was so fast and changed directions jerkily, you had little control over your limbs and they flung around. <laughs> Can you see where this is going? What's going to fling around? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much as soon as the ride started, my boobs came completely out of my bra and shirt <laughs> and flapped around in midair for the whole ride. No. Now, to make things worse, being a claw-shaped ride, it meant that the people didn't sit behind you or in front of you. They were in a giant circle, meaning all of the 30 other odd people sitting across from me saw my boobs (laughs) flying around for the whole ride. There was nothing I could do about it because I couldn't move my arms to hold them. (laughs) There's more. Nor could I move my head. So I was looking the whole in the eye the whole time. No, that's so... The imagery is perfect. No, that's my worst fear. So, so awful. 
and like her arms and legs are just flailing but looking people in the eye like would you just like try and look up like i can't do this i would be full crying (laughs) how old was she was she 12 yeah it's the worst age. If that happened to any age, you'd be mortified for 13. <laughs> and then as the ride slowly, like, stops, you know how it stops midair and then yeah. it, like, slowly returns? <laughs> just tuck your boots back in. You have to wait for the guy to unlock you so you can just sit in there. <laughs> oh, no. It's so awful. No. It's so awful. No, I once, we once had to do this like work uh, team building thing where we had to do relays like to team members. Yeah. And no one told me that we were going to do relays at my random job. And so I wasn't wearing a bra that I thought I was going to have to run in. It was like a bit of like a cutie bra. Yeah. my manager was filming my relay and I'm like running towards him and I just feel my tit pop out of my bra. Like I'm wearing a shirt, so it doesn't come out of my shirt, but it's quite quite visibly out of my bra. And I just watched my manager like put the phone down and he's not filming anymore. That's nice of him. And and he's just like, "Mm," and kind of looks away and I'm like, tucking my boot and then he says to me you don't have to run you can walk (laughs) and um yeah I've never never stopped thinking about that but that was nowhere near as bad as (laughs) both of them out (laughs) the poor poor girl I feel for you girl thank you so much for sharing that that was such a beautiful story very well written very well written I went on the roller coaster with her it was a roller coaster and we went on it with you (laughs) Okay, I masturbated with a carrot in a condom. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think I hear a lot about vegetables being masturbation tools for women. Well, it's it's a dick shape. Which, yeah, I actually think it's fine. Bit natural, you know. Carrot's a bit sharp. Maybe she was using the fat end. I don't know. (laughs) So she masturbated with a carrot in a condom. She was embarrassed, so she hid it in a sock drawer. Forgot about it and found it three months later. The carrot had turned to liquid inside the condom. Oh, well, at least you could put it in the bin very easily. Yeah, that's true. You know, like Clever. It's, it's nice and wrapped up. Because I was going to say my biggest concern with people using vegetables to masturbate with is that they put them back and they eat them. So at least you didn't eat it, you know, and I'm proud of you for that. Not proud that you forgot it for three months. Mm. Could do better on that front. But you didn't eat it and you didn't make yeah. anyone else eat it. So yeah. I'm, I'm all right with you. I'm, I'm, I've never used a vegetable, but I... No. no I, I hear cucumbers Cucumbers. Oh, it's phallic. Yeah, does the job. It's got a good girth. But throw it out. <laughs> you know, it's double-ended, so depending on what you want to do, could work out. <laughs> um, on what flutes, <laughs> Um, Next one is, I started my period during a hockey game and they took me to the ER because they thought I was injured. Oh. Lack of education for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like if you see blood from that part of the pants, surely you're not going like, no, she's cut. Yeah. You go to, she's got a period. Was it all men? Must have been. And like, Surely. Oh, you poor thing. Not one smart person went, maybe. Maybe she has a period. Maybe she's bleeding from her vagina because she's a girl and she's gone through puberty. See, every man, yeah, every boy in school should have to learn about the period and But how also, it works. this is a thing we don't know about guys either. And I went no. to an all-girls high no. school, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Mm. We don't get enough education. It's probably because they're embarrassed to tell them. Yeah, 100%. I do actually, I'm going to skip through to this one because it's related. My first period, I went swimming with a pad in. No. <laughs> 
or on, and I lost it in the pool. No. They had to close the pool to find it. (laughs) (laughs) This is... I went swimming with the pad once. I have to just talk about, like, things have progressed. There's so many more options nowadays. Absolutely. Um, Period underwear and also period swimwear exists. I have been seeing this. Period swimwear. I'm really eager to try it. I So I use a brand called Muddy Body and I love them. Mm. And I use them, I sleep with them because I have ruined so many mattresses and sheets yeah. with like leaking. Yeah. Because pads are great, but they leak. Yes. And also you cannot swim with them. And if you're like this lady or this girl, she would have been young. I don't know. When I was younger, same thing as you. Mm. I didn't wear tampons a lot. So I wore no, pads. it's confronting when you're a young age. How yeah. great are period underwear? I, I think it's like it's life changing because what you're saying like with the leaking is you can get like the longest pad in the world, but yet for some reason it just doesn't work. No. Especially when I'm sleeping. It's like my my period blood is like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Like, where do you want me? And like, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll move my, peri- my pad like up, you know, because yeah. it's coming out the front of my vagina tonight and then i'll wake up the next day it's like no it no, decided to come, come out my butt it's not <laughs> fucking right <laughs> or out the side out the side so yeah. that's the thing and so then i get like and then i make a tea with my pad you know like i'll get two going so it's like you can come out my butt and my vagina <laughs> and it's fine but then it's like fuck you i came out the side like i just found the way anyway never captures it and so period undies is a game changer, game changer especially when you're young mm. I, I think like you never have to learn how to use a tampon for ages you don't have to worry about pads and leaking you just there's just underwear it's so much better for the environment as well the idea of that because like i to think about like all of the plastic that goes into these things into these products and they're not reusable they should never be reusable because it's just not really workable in that sense some people though like because i i've talked about money buddy a lot i've worked with them a lot because i really Mm. but i do really use the brand some people are just like yeah but i find it really gross to just wash a pair of underwear that has blood in it but i'm like but you're dealing with your blood anyway absolutely if you're pulling out a tampon or if you're wrapping up a pad you're dealing with your blood anyway what's the difference like when when you are washing out the underwear in the sink or like wherever you do it i just chuck it in the washing machine i don't even do that i just chuck it straight in then that's fine like when i pull the tampon out and i'm in like the beginning of my period my finger yeah or putting it in and you you can know when when i'm on my period when i'm washing my hands and i'm like going under my nails (laughs) Like, hey, you got to get the blood out. Got to go. It's a murder scene. It's a manicure while I'm washing my hands. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I feel I feel very sorry for this girl that she her pad went floating around in the pool. But I'm so grateful that period <laughs> underwear exists. Once when I I once got my period at my grandma's house, mm. and my great grandmother was still alive then and was living there. And the only thing that she had was her incontinence pads, which are like <laughs> fucking surfboards. <laughs> That's all she had for me. Oh no! I'm so grateful for period underwear. Um, if you would like to try a pair of Muddy Body underwear, you can find them at muddybody.com. That's M-O-D-I-B-O-D-I.com. I love my Muddy Bodies. I've been working with them for a little bit. Um, but you can use my discount code. It's Maddie fifteen for fifteen percent off. Exclusions apply. And I'll uh, chuck a link in the show notes for you. Speaking of like the water, I went snorkeling yeah. on the Great Barrier Reef when I was sixteen, and I had my period. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just wear tampons. But one thing that the boat did not offer was bins. Like they didn't, <gasps> they didn't have a bin in the bathroom. Needs a bin, and they didn't have any. So where do you put it anything. in your bag? I put it in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yep, wrapped it up and put it in my pocket. Yeah, and there's just something so like deeply upsetting when you have to do that. When you're just like, Fuck. even, even like, when no you go one's to, on my side. Even when you go to someone's house, like I don't use any single-use menstrual items anymore. Mm-hmm. I use a cup and I use underwear. Yeah, I still have a bin in my bathroom. You should always have a bin in your bathroom. I don't use it. 
but for whoever comes over you should always, always. like i i always severely judged any boys that like if their house didn't have a bin in their bathroom you did not cater for the general public no and i don't like i don't appreciate it same same thing as not putting the seat down oh mm. That's a whole other, mm. you know, that's a whole episode that I can go in and put the seat down. <laughs> put the seat down. Come on. I was on holiday, same thing. I was on holiday on a houseboat and I got my first period. I wanted to go swimming and I couldn't figure out how to put in a tampon. So my sister put it in for me. Mm. See, so yeah, like there's just so many times where using these sanitary items are not applicable. No, but you don't get taught that shit. I didn't no. get taught how to put in a tampon at school. No. I thought you could lose a tampon inside you. I thought it connected to the rest of your body. <laughs> Up floating it goes. I failed my sex head test because of that one question. I, <laughs> I um I, I remember my mum's friend drunkenly telling me that I should just lie on my back and get a mirror and like just really dive into what my vagina looks like. Mm. And it is good advice, but I was mortified as a teenager when she was like showing me the poses. I have a, a similar story. Yeah. First time I used a tampon, I used a mirror. Yeah. I started laughing so hard, I shot the tampon out. <laughs> Torpedo. Have you ever shot out a tampon? I have. No, I haven't. So we've had this discussion. You've said to me once, like, when, when you're going to the toilet and you're pooping, your tampon comes out. Yeah. I've always taken my tampon out preemptively. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like... I just know mine's going to come out anyway. <laughs> I don't know why. It's I've a two-in-one act. I've just always been like, oh, got a shit. Time to take my tampon out. Like, even if I've only had it in for 20 minutes, I'll be like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. Some, come. Somebody wrote in here that she didn't know that you could pee with a tampon in for a long, long time. Wow. It says years. So she's she's changing her tampon every time she's peeing. Same thing. Thought, thought You're going t- through a lot of products. Tampon goes in the urethra, mm. apparently. No, it does not. And this is another side note. They're fucking expensive. Oh, thousands. And I always forget to bring my packet from home. Yep. So then I'm out and about and I'm like, fuck, my yeah. period's come. And then you have to go buy I've it. And I've forgotten my fucking tampon. What do they call it? The pink tax? What's it called? I think so. I think it's the Something. pink tax. Pink tax because like it's a luxury item. It's actually bullshit. It's we bullshit. can't control that we bleed. Is Whoa. there anything luxurious about me hating my life while I'm sticking a tampon inside of me? That's a good thing about period underwear, though, because you like they can be expensive, but you buy it once and it lasts you for a very long time. Yeah, you save no, money. No, it's an it's an investment. You spend thousands of dollars of your lifetime on single use menstrual items. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I told my best friend that the pad went sticky side to the skin. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, it doesn't. Sticky side goes on your underwear. Someone asked me how the sticky side doesn't hurt your legs, <laughs> like when you're wearing it. And what? I was like, where do you think I'm putting this pad? Like, do you think I'm sticking it on my inner thigh and just letting it run out? Is this a male friend? Yeah. They don't know where the clitoris is. <laughs> they don't know. They're just blind. They're just like this. They're the ones that were eyes. making the jokes about that they're rubbing the left thigh. It's him. It's actually him. And his name starts with a J. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I didn't know what cum was. This is a guy. I didn't know what cum was. The first time I masturbated, I thought I broke my dick. Oh. That would be scary. I would think that also. I would think that. I get that. Mm. I didn't realize that it was a universal thing to hump your mattress oh. as a boy. Yeah, or like table corners apparently. Oh. Yeah, just random things. It's just like oh. you'll be sitting somewhere and then like something will touch you and you're like, oh, wait, that feels good. That so feels nice. Keep doing it. I'm going to rub a dub dub. But yeah, boys, uh, they have things, relationships with their beds. Yeah, well, they're kind of like, it's like we pretend to kiss the back of our hand. They hump their mattress. Yeah, they go for it. In year five during sex ed, my elderly teacher sat us down to talk 
talk to us, but only told us that our nipples would change colour. Well, that's the most important part of puberty. (laughs) All the rest of it doesn't matter. (laughs) Nothing else. What the fuck? This is the thing. Why aren't they we telling us more? We need better education. It's yeah. going to happen. We're going to find out anyway. Why are you trying to hide it? Yeah, 100%. Why are you getting so awkward about If you're awkward about this, I'm going to be fucking awkward about this. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Really poor. Did you ever... Sorry. But did, sorry. You, did you ever have the video in high school where it was an intro to the human body and it just showed 100 people and it was a person for every year and they were naked? So it just showed you like a naked baby to then like someone that was 90 years old and they were naked. That is like burned in my brain. And that was my school trying to explain puberty to me, being like, look how your body changes. I was like, well, that doesn't help me that I've seen a a child and then I've seen a 90 year old man. Like, I don't, we get wrinkly. I get it. Do you know who's going to be the best at explaining puberty to their kids? Mm. Gen Z. (laughs) <laughs> they reckon they're, they're very woke and yeah. I feel like they're going to be really good at explaining it. Are they going to use like lots of little like new terms and lingo? I don't know. I just feel like b- that's boomer energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Do was you know totally I mean? such a boomer video. But as we get older and we get more comfortable talking mm, about these mm. things, like I don't think they had podcasts talking about puberty and sex and poo, <laughs> you know, 50 years ago. No. So as we get a bit more woke as a society, yeah. I feel like Gen Z will be really good at teaching they're gonna their kids. They're going to smash it. They are. Maybe they're just going to make their kid listen to a podcast. Maybe it'll be this one. <laughs> Do you reckon we're educating enough? Uh, I hope so. We're not really educating. We're just relating. Yeah, we're just you know? being relatable. We're just here to be on your side. Cry about life. Be like John Lennon and be there for you. So good. What's that song again? <laughs> just have sex to this rhythm. Whenever that song comes, you're like, why do we have a boner? <laughs> That's what puberty is. Oh, my God. Imagine, imagine as a parent hearing that song and you're being like, oh, no, it's not started. only are they having sex, it's they're started. doing it wrong. Yeah, it's the puberty theme song. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yep. Okay, my mum caught me masturbating with an electric toothbrush. That wasn't funny. I don't want to talk about <laughs> that one. Next one. <laughs> I turned 14, my mum gave me a book called My Pimple and I as a gift. <laughs> my pimple. <laughs> of all the things to focus on about puberty, like, yeah, you break out, but I don't think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, like, it's very vain of you that you think your 14-year-old is only concerned about the pimples. Personifying pimples, though, my yeah. pimple and I. <laughs> it's just me and my pimples. Like, I know I personify a lot of stuff in my content, but, like, <laughs> pimples? Hello. Maybe you could do one. I probably pimple. will now. Hello. It's happening. It's happening. I'm going to be my pimples. But, like, also, what what's a whole fucking book going to say? Like, wash your face? <laughs> like, I don't... Wash your face twice a day, and if you still have pimples, I'm sorry. It's probably genetic and hormonal. Not much we can do about it. Yeah, like, so what do you learn? No, what are you doing? Yeah, just, it, basically, it just get me a, a book that says you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I just, you know what? I just actually want a book that doesn't say, like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I want a book that goes, you know what? Everything that is happening is happening. And I'm sorry. I just want something. That's it. I just want someone to apologize <laughs> for my puberty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to go through this. Imagine you're 14, your 14th birthday. Your parents just give you a book that says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should start writing down um, all the things that I've done my child wrong by. Oh. And, then, and then when they're old enough, apologize. just present them with the, I apologize. <laughs> But I fucked you over well, this is for the, these reasons. This is slightly off topic, but like this is the bad thing about our 
our documentation obsession society mm. at the moment where like celebrities are sharing all of their photos of their kids growing up. Yeah. You know, those those photos, like as you're an adult, if you mm. were to see those, you're like, I'm mortified. Why did you share that? Why did you, you put this on the internet? Yeah. You- well, this is a this is a huge debate mm. on whether or not you should put children on the internet. Should and we- I think it's a discussion in and of itself that's mm. probably too big to go into right oh, now. Oh, yes. But I feel like times are changing with oh. celebrities. Oh, celebrities aren't sh- aren't showing their yes. kids anymore. They put their little emojis over their faces. Yes, but then what is happening is influencers will still show their children because it helps them with their growth and like it kind of monetizes. Ooh. And so there's an even bigger debate about whether or not you should be encouraging making money off your children especially when they're like really really young and whose money is it is it yours or theirs yeah exactly like you know like when you have newborns or like everyone's obsessed with twins online so if you have twins like you're gonna get a following tell me about it and there's like heaps of tiktok stars are like oh follow me and my nine month old twins and it's like the only reason why this is working is because you're showing so much of your twins online. Yeah. Is it appropriate and is it ethical you're to make money? You're kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's very interesting. It's, it's a big discussion. We could go into it, but we shouldn't. Very <laughs> interesting. Anyway, I hope they apologize for the upcoming so. puberty of their yeah. children. Yeah. Maybe at least, should... you know what? If you were a twin, at least you knew 100% someone else was going through it with that's you. That's true. But we should write that book. I'm sorry? Yes. <laughs> we should write a puberty book called I'm Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Coming, coming soon to you. Coming in the next four to five years. <laughs> Because we're lazy. <laughs> Coming never, let's yeah. be real. I had a cold the first time I had discharge and I announced to my family I was snotty from both ends. <laughs> That's amazing. What a way to put it. What a way to put it. And how, what a way to like announce. I'm snotty right now. Only announce on this your end. discharge. <laughs> I, have like a, I have like an ingrained memory. Of this girl, when I was, I was only in like year five, she came up to me and she was like, Grace, do you know what thrush is? <laughs> and I was like, no, what's thrush? And the way she described it was horrifying. She was like, oh my God, like you, you get all this like infection in your vagina. And she was like, I have to put a pill is my vagina thrush is awful though and she was yeah it is and it's coming from this is coming from an 11 year old's perspective so she's like oh my god how does this groundbreak how did she get thrush i have no idea how she got thrush but as i was just sitting there being like this is fucked like what's wrong with you mortified and then as i got older it became more and more normalized because thrush is very normal very normal happens to everyone yeah but i was very very scared of it last time i had thrush i had the hottest doctor Oh. I know. I was very early in my single days, so I was mm. feeling very horny, and that's why I got thrushed. <laughs> they are related. And so, like, I went to this doctor, and I was like, please don't give me the hot doctor. Please don't give me the hot doctor. I got the hot doctor, and he did say that, like, he would like to have a woman in there to do the examination, but the nurse was busy. So yeah. he's like, are you comfortable enough for me to do it? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And at the end of the examination, he was like, yeah, you just have thrush, mm. um, but maybe just, like, lay off the sex a little bit and it was kind of flirty oh maybe it was me bit of a wink right. <laughs> a but here's my number for when you're ready to go again i wish call no. me back in a month <laughs> last one you ready all right i got my first period while my mum wasn't home i told my grandmother and she told me to keep the toilet paper with the first blood so that i can use it the first time that i brewed coffee for my future husband what the fuck grandma like, I love your grandmother just skipping the whole, like, natural part of it and being like, hey, well, Keep changes. 
no, you're going to get married one day. You're here to serve men <laughs> and you need to start saving now for when you're serving your men in your life. That's very, that poor very child. <laughs> that poor child. What do you, how do you hold on to Brewing blood? Your coffee. How do you hold that- on to blood in tissue? For an excess of 25 years, 30 maybe, years. Maybe you use it like a coffee filter. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Maddie, that's fine. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to think about no, it. No, it's probably the only logical way it makes sense. But are you brewing a whole pot at that stage? <laughs> just one cup. <laughs> one cup, keep it nice and potent. And in this spiritual ritualistic approach it's a bit voodoo isn't it it is a bit voodoo in this voodoo magic that you're creating um what is the goal is is him ingesting the first time you become a woman yeah like he owns you well they give us their seed so we give them (laughs) our seed Oh, God. Oh, Mumbai, that's good. Oh, you're just out here with the one-liners right now. Pew, pew, pew. It's not only you. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. About fucking brewing period blood. Do you know what it was? It was this coming through for us. Oh, that's too good and too traumatic. I can't believe it. That's all I have for you, Grace. <laughs> that was Tell Me About It. If you would like to contribute to this segment, follow me on Instagram. The link's in the bio. I'll occasionally put a call out and you can answer with some of your traumatic stories. We'd love to hear them. And that's all I have for the episode. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. We should play that music as the outro. I'll send it to Alice. Yeah, every single song. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, bye. Bye.